November 24th, 2022. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're up to Perik Vav. Perik Vav, Beviur Midat HaZirizut. We're going to be dealing with this Midat of Zirizut. Alacrity, this morning's class should be Le'idu Nishmat Yosef Ben Penina. Tehi Nishmato Serura Bitzrora Hayim. Amen. Says Mesilat Yesharim, Ahar HaZehirut Yavo HaZirizut. Ramchal introduces this Perek by saying, this is the proper ordering. We're going to go and continue in the order of Rabbi Pinehas ben Ya'ir. And he started that statement in Masechet Avodah Zarah, first with Zehirut. That's what we've talked about over the course of the last several chapters. Then comes Zirizut, ki Zehirut, this alacrity, doing something quickly, not being uh, stuck in place. Sovev al halota aseh, he says, Zihirut, in contrast to Zirizut. Uh, well, Zihirut is what we were talking about until now, vigilance. That's talking and focused on lotaase, making certain that I don't fall prey to the wrongdoings. Zirizut is the next stage. Zirizut is now going the proper things that I want to achieve and going out and, and doing them. And he says, the Pasuk says, We first look to safeguard, that's Zihirut, and then seek to do good and to find right, and that's Zirizut. And uh, over the course of this Perek and several others, Mesilat Yesharim will develop this concept of Zirizut. And in truth, uh, the first of the Avot is the, is the source for Zirizut, or at the very least the statement that Ramchal will cite in this next Perek. He says, in this next chat, in this next uh, paragraph, zirizut This is the concept of zirizut again of being uh, having that uh, character trait of alacrity, doing something quickly. Well, that's understood. Shehu hahakdama la mitzvot inyanam. It prepares a person for properly performing the mitzvah, but furthermore, it completes the mitzvah. Ve'kalashon hazeh amruzal zirizim makdimin la mitzvot. The Gemara in Masechet Pesachim and Dafdalet has that statement of Zirizin Makdimin Lemisvot. And the Gemara derives this from uh, Avraham Avinu. Truth, the Gemara is talking yeah. about different mitzvot, and at the very least, the mitzvah of Milah is Keshera Kol Hayom. The mitzvah of Milah can be done at any time during the daytime, say the Hachamim, but nonetheless, it should be done at the earliest time possible. Why so? Zirizin Makdimin Lemisvot. Where do we derive that from? From Abraham Avinu, Vayashkem Avraham Babok. Of course, the Torah describes more than one place with regards to Abraham. But it's his wakening in the morning and getting ready immediately to perform Rason Habore. In truth, uh, Maharal and others of the Ba'ale Mahshava describe this concept of Zirizut when it comes to mitzvot as being more than just uh, what we do in our lives when we're excited about something. That's significant in and of itself. Uh, but when it comes to mitzvot, there's an added dimension of zirizut, and it goes like this. Mitzvot, being a matter, being a concept, an entity of kedushah, are lema'ala min hazeman, which means to say we live in a world of hum- human beings. We live in a world of seeming um, um, physicality, and as a result, we're dominated and controlled by time. 
In reality, though, he has no such concepts of time, and as a result, uh, no, no concept of time or space. But in our context specifically, when we're talking about mitzvot and talking about performing them, uh, we're going to need to bring ourselves, raise ourselves above time in order to tap into a reality which is above time. So the concept of zirizin makdimin mitzvot, doing a mitzvah bizirizut with that uh, quickness, with that alacrity, is part and parcel of what the mitzvah is. If a mitzvah is lema'ala min hazeman, well, it means that my performance of it very appropriately should be, so to speak, lema'ala min hazeman, above the constraints of time. You shouldn't be confined by this is my schedule, but rather this is something that I can and will run to perform. I remember one of my rabbis, Rabbi Meir Torsky, once quoting to us, um, from Baal Shem Tov, another of the Gidole Hasidut, that when it says by Abraham, Lech Lecha Secha, the dirasha of, the, of many of the Gidole Hasidut, is instead of reading it as Arsecha, or at the very least penetrating the depth of Arsecha, your land, it's Arsiyutcha, which means to say your way of land. And Mesilat Yashanim in just a moment will describe that this midav zirizut is to counteract atzlut. Atzlut is laziness. Laziness comes, he'll describe to us in just a moment, from uh, that way in which we are coarse physical beings. We were created from the dust and dirt of the earth. Uh, so the statement to Avraham then, which again he fulfills uh, perfectly, is lech lecha, you need to move away from arsiyutcha, you need to move away from that physical drive, which is heavy, which draws you downward. And that's the way you overcome it. It says, He says, the same way it's quite clear to all that we need to be uh, steadfast. We need to be clear in vision and heart and perspective to stay away from sinning, from all the traps of sins and yetzer hara. Ken sarich pikhut gadol v'hashkafa le'echoz b'mitzvot so too, when it comes to mitzvot, there needs to be the same type of perspective, steadfast commitment uh, to make certain that you're performing and you're grabbing at and uh, achieving mitzvot. The same way that the yeser hara looks to ensnare us in the traps of sin, can so too it does so in the context of performance of positive mitzvot. And if we just are lazy and uh, and light in terms of our um, commitment, and we're not strong in our ridifa and our chasing after performance of mitzvot, we will remain empty from mitzvot. And so again, the, the concept being that we oftentimes assume and realize and notice the importance that we safeguard ourselves from doing wrong. We, at the same time though, fail to, uh, to commit ourselves to doing right. Of course, he'll cite from the Gemara and Berachot and Daflamit Bet that there are things that need sirich, that need chizuk. There are matters that need strengthening. 
אז שיד אמג'ן שטרנגטן פרום ולא תטורו אחרי לבבכם ואחרי עיניכם מה שאתם זונים אחריהם שטרנגטנינג פרום מצוות לא תעשה על שבת שטרנגטנינג פרום נאט אידינג על כל נאות זה סטייטמנט אז אפילו מטרס which need חיזוק Among them are Torah and Ma'asim Tovim, Rak Hazak Ve'emat. Torah is a positive, that's what I need, the strengthening, Ma'asim Tovim, that's the statement of Zirizut. Even after Zihirut, which we addressed and dealt with in the past, we oftentimes have this tendency to then assume, once I got all the negative out, of course I'm going to be doing the positive, while ignoring the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, we kind of get stuck in Arsiyutenu, we kind of get stuck in our... almost a physical animalistic existence which we'd rather baseline just be situated in the position that's most comfortable it's uh, I've read more than once and heard uh, once or twice uh, that when Am Yisrael left Egypt so of course the pasuk at the beginning of Bishalach, Parashat Bishalach describes how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is nervous that they, uh, will be, they will fear the war ahead and turn back to Misraim And so as a result, we um, kind of take a, somewhat of a circuitous route. That's right. Uh, but what type of... Because if we had war immediately, we'd turn around. We'd turn around. We were coming from servitude, from slavery, from Avdut of Mitzrayim, from Shibud Mitzrayim, and um, from Vayanuot, uh, Vayanunu, and so on and so forth. That's what you're going to turn back to? But think about the circumstance. That's something, that's a circumstance and situation which we were comfortable with. We knew what it was. There's nothing uncomfortable. There's nothing vulnerable. There's no effort of war up ahead. Oh, we'd rather just turn back, even though it's unideal, even though it's not the greatest or maybe not a good life at all. But we'd rather that than have to go through the war. That's a reality. It's a human reality. We'd rather stick ourselves in circumstances and situations which we know are subpar and instead of having to overcome that lazy trait which lies at, at the core of each of us, because we have this physical side. We are made afar min ha'adama. What's that? Fear to fail. Fear to fail is exactly it. We, we don't want that vulnerable expression of life in which I don't know. Am I going to? Am I not going to? I'd rather just live a life. Uh, which is uh, not great, but, but doesn't have any of those challenges. Uh, we have this heavy side to us. Heavy you have in the context, you know, for example, when Am Yisrael are going through Yam Suf, uh, the kaved over there means it's slow, means it's stuck in place, it's heavy. Because the dirt of our physicality, of our nature, is thick. We'd rather not have to go through the efforts, the burdens of hard work, of arduous activity. And it means, as a result, we need to overcome everything. Our natural instincts and intuitions, the Gemara in Berachot and Daf Yodzayin has, that it is the Seor Sheba Isa which draws us down, we mentioned this on Sunday. I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, what, that's what brings us down. Uh, we'd love to perform mitzvot, is that Ma'amar in the Gemara. However, what's uh, holding us back? It's the Seor Sheba Isa. What is Seor Sheba Isa? It's the Hametz. What's the Hametz? It's the laziness, it's the Yeser Hanam, which is manifested most and best through 
Just slow rising, just inactivity, not moving. It's the counteractivity of Abraham again to his society. We say it all the time. But the Torah and Perik Yodalf of Bereshit describes Migdal Bavel, describes a society, a time wherein they're just interested in settling down. Let's establish for ourselves a name, Penafut, because we don't want to be spread out. It's uncomfortable to be spread out. There's activity, there's arduous, hard uh, challenges up ahead. We'd rather just settle down. Lech lecha me'ar secha. Borei Olam turns to Abraham and says to him, Lech lecha, run from, walk from ar secha, which again, ar siyutcha, from your physical nature. And it's very much the storyline of Abraham. It's not only Vayashkem Avraham Baboker from which the Hachamim derives, it is in Makdim in the Mitzvot, as we said. It's also the Pesukim at the beginning of Parashat Vayera. Velabakar Rasa Avraham. Abraham is constantly on a move. He's moving quickly. He's doing with this sense of urgency. That's the Zerizut of Abraham. That's, I mean, there's an irony here, and I, I always marvel over the words in Lashon HaKodesh, but Arsiyutcha, Aretz, has this certain Homer that's associated with it. It's our, our base level, our debased self, where we're kind of stuck and, and, and situated and visioned through the ground, while at the same time, the word that to a certain extent is derived from that, I think I saw this in Radak Sefer HaMichlo or somewhere else, is the Lashon of Risa. Risa means to run, means to move. So quite the opposite of who we are, uh, in other words, in terms of our natural instinct to just be stuck, is who we can be, and that's to be moving, that's to be running. Uh, the ability to fall prey to audits of our personality can be overcome through risa, that racing, that running of our personality at the same time, which brings to mind that Gemara and Masechet Berachot and Mudbet. The Gemara has several statements, each of which is significant in and of themselves, as to what's the true agra, the true reward, meaning the optimal level of uh, different circumstances, of things that we do that are positive. Uh, for example, the Gemara says, Agra de betamya. If you were to envision what's the true reward of being in a bet avil, uh, so that some people would say the kind words, others would say uh, other things you bring. The Gemara says, Shtikuta, silence, silence. Yeah. It's just being quiet. Agra de ta'anita. Oh, what's um, a whole musar to that, right? But agrad de ta'anita, what's the uh, the sakhar for ta'anit? So, I don't know, maybe my connection to Bore Allah, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, I could own my torture and suffering. Gemara says that's the ability to turn to others and help them, which has a musar in it of itself as well. But then the Gemara says, well, really before each of those, the Gemara says, agrad de pirka. Uh, Pirka was the time they gathered to study halacha on Shabbatot, Rashi says. What's that? Rihata, you know, it, uh, it's in the Chok today. Um, it's Rihata, it's the running to the class. That's uh, an amazing statement. It's not the class itself, it's not the limud, it's not the knowledge, it's the running to it, which is the sachar. Rashi, in a little bit of a pessimistic statement over there, explains, uh, nobody truly understands, it's certainly true in my class. I mean, so if the teacher, I'm not sure a teacher could be a great teacher, everyone does understand, there's oftentimes people don't actually understand most of what they learned. So what's the true reward? It's the running to it. Okay, that's significant in and of sure. itself, and a conversation to be had, but, but the statement nonetheless is, it's the running 
coming to it, which is and from which we derive the true Sakhar. That's the concept of this Zirizut. Again, and it's fully and completely understood, at least in my mind, if I'm dealing with, again, a matter which is above space and time, if I'm dealing with Devarim Shebiktusha, I need to be able to be running to it as if it is above space and time. The Gemara over there uh, furthermore says that uh, there was one of the Emoraim who used to see some of the rabbis on Shabbat who were running to the class and he used to think they were being Mehalel Shabbat. Once he heard the statement that Le'olam Yarutz, that you're supposed to be running, he understood and he himself began to run to it. Uh, Rav Hudner in his Pahadits Haq in, uh, in one of the first Ma'amarim in, in his book on Pesach, he points out the Gemara Masechet Eruvim um, Dafkov says that if the Torah had not been given, we would have learned all sorts of attributes uh, from the world around us. We would have learned siniut from one animal, we would have learned uh, different, uh, different attributes from another, and so on and so forth. But the Gemara never mentions zirizut. You wouldn't learn zirizut from one of the animals. Not that it's not inherent in the animals. The Pesukim and Mishle say you can learn it from the ant. But the Gemara never mentions that. Rav Hunner suggests that each one of those attributes are, so to speak, just natural. That's an iut, it's just a natural concept and so forth. When it comes to alternatively to zirizut, zirizut is again, in, in the context specifically of mitzvot, it's above the natural world. It's I'm tapping into something beyond reality. I need to act in a way. You look at me and you imagine, how could he have that sort, if I had it, that sort of alacrity? Well, I'm involved in matters above time. How could I not be stretching my time? How could I not be uh, seeking and, and perceiving within this moment so much more than meets the eye? I mentioned on Friday night in a different context, the fact that one of my father's primary teachers in life, one of his rabbis, Rabbi Aaron Lichtenstein, Alav HaShalom, until he died in his early 80s, until old age, a person who was, uh, listen, he was healthy, was but he was an old man. He ran. He didn't just walk to his place in the Midrash every single time. And I, I visited the yeshiva, even though I didn't study there more than once, and you saw it, he holding a pile of books, ran to his Makom Torah. I mean, that was Zirizut, and it was for everyone to see. Hamshal was the same way. Speedy. 15-year-olds couldn't keep up with it. That's, uh, yeah, when you, when you look at people who, who, who truly live a life of mission of Torah and mitzvot, they're often, if not always, they have that zirizut, they have that passion, that excitement, but it's part and parcel with kiyum ha-mitzvot again. ha-adam kaved me'od ki afriyut ha-humriyut gas al ken lo yachbot ha-adam b'torah ha-malacha. Umi shirose liskot la-avudat ha-borei itbarach sarich shi-itgaber neged tiv'o atzmo, you need to overcome your natural and innate inclinations. That's who you are. You are afar min ha'adama. You want to be sitting. You want to be se'or sheba'isa. You want to be arsiyutcha. That's who you are. That's what you'll, that's, that's, that's your instinct. It takes givura, needs to be overcoming in order to become something else. If you allow for yourself to succumb, to give in to that kvedut, to that heaviness, there's no chance that you'll be successful. 
וקלקנשר, ורס כסבי, וחיבור כארי לעשות רצון אביך שבשמיים. The statement of Ramchal and his understanding of that statement in Avot, in being swift and strong, and learning from the different animals, animals of the animal kingdom, means in his eyes, all one point, and that is zirizut. You're learning from the neshe to be swift. You're learning from the sevi from the uh, to, to to be running. The strength from the ari from the lion in order to perform rosona vichashabashamayim. I mentioned it on Sunday. I'll mention it briefly again. Azut we don't always see as something positive. Azut panim legehenam uboshet panim All of a sudden, we're learning azut. We're learning this fierceness from the namer. Uh, furthermore, as I mentioned, uh, the Gemara has the Kelev. Kelev, nobody, whenever mimicking the Kelev in Masechet Beza and Dafkafe, it's the Kelev, it's the dog which we associate with fierceness. It's Amalek which we associate with fierceness. But it's the same point that, uh, you know, here and anywhere and everywhere else needs to be repeated. We have character traits. We have attributes. The question is how you channel them. The question is who you become as a result of that character trait. Uh, Do you channel the azut panim to other people? Do you channel the azut panim to ways of life which are negative, I'm fierce and I'm taking down others? Or is the azut panim to positive uh, positive achievements? It's the Gemara in Berachot and Dafnun Dalet, which has Bishnei Yisrecha. You're supposed to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bechol Levavecha. Levavecha instead of Levavecha. Levavecha Bishnei Yisrecha. Be'eser Hara or Be'eser HaTov. What does it mean Be'eser Hara? Be'eser HaTov, I understand. <laughs> Uh, channeling that to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Even Yeser Hara, even that which could and is perceived as negative, if it's channeled negatively, it can and must be channeled positively. That's the Azut which you learned from the Namer. It's to a certain extent the way I was describing it earlier as well, in, in a little bit of a nuanced difference. It's the fact that we are Aretz, which means we're in the ground, which means we come from the ground, but it's at the same time, ironically and paradoxically, our ability and our necessary activity of Risa al Aretz, which means to say, had we not been from the ground, we couldn't be moving on the ground. Uh, we'd be stuck in stationary in time. That's Shamaim, the contrast to it. Shamaim is Sham. It's something that's there. It's not moving. It's not achieving. So Aretz has both a positive and a negative. The negative is understandable. It's what Mesilat Yesharim is, is painting and drawing for us throughout. It's the stuck in this place. It's you're from here and you as a result don't strive for more because your base level is just staying stagnant and not moving without the ability to grow. At the same time though, the fact that you are from here uh, gave you the necessary opportunity to grow, to be rats, to be moving. It says, V'chen manu hazal, and so too the hachamim have this count, but devarim asirichim chizuk, there are several things that need chizuk, constant strengthening, constant uh, self-awakening. Among them are Torah ma'asim tovim, umikram alehu, and in fact it's a pasuk, hazak ve'emats, pasuk at the beginning of Sefi Yehoshua, ki hozek gadol sarich lemishirotzeh lichpot hateva el hefcho, because it takes a lot of strength, inner strength, uh, physical, mental, emotional strength, to take something which is driving me in one direction and turn it all together around, 
uh, to a tefech, to growth. Instead of being stuck in the ground, let the ground be a vehicle for my movement. Uh, repeated and taught this concept again and again. Because he noticed, he saw uh, the roa, the, the evil, the, the terrible side of asla, of laziness, and he said, oftentimes we believe it's just a little bit of sleep, a little bit of deeper sleep, of slumber, and a person will leave, lead themselves into a walker who's destitute, a person who's walking around without anything, an impoverished individual. Takes just one more nap, just a little bit, I'll push it off another day. I'll, I'll hit the snooze button just <laughs> one more time. The person says to themselves, I'm not directly causing evil. I'm not bekum going out and doing wrong. Through their stagnation, through that static state of being without doing, that brings the evil, that brings the wrongdoing, that brings the reality which is detrimental to your growth, to those around you. The Amar, and it furthermore says in Mishle, Gam mitrape bimlachto. Rifyon means if you're soft, if you're not holding steadfast to your work, you're a brother to a destru- to a destructive be- being, which means to say, but I'm just a little bit light. It's not that I'm that I'm moving away from it. It's not that I'm engaging in the wrong things. That in and of itself is uh, bringing you to baal mashhit. Ki you're not actually the destroyer, not the person who's sinning with hands, with directly. You're not so distant from it. Your brother with it, you're the same age, you're a classmate with the mashchit. And furthermore, Shalomo writes in Mishle, Shalomo gives a biur siuri, a graphic and illustrative, illustrated example. That which can and will transpire on a day-to-day in, um, involvement in this world when you, if you have that midav atzlut, if you're not able to capitalize on ziri zut, on being strong, steadfast, and uh, immediate to performance. Al sede ish avarti. So interestingly, you may have noticed that the Pesukim, which we read earlier, just the last paragraph, that's from Mishle Perek Vav. You have identical words here from Mishle Perekafdalet. That's really what uh, Mesilat Yisharim is drawing forth for us. He says, Moshe began the conversation there in the sixth chapter. And I told you the concept. In Perekafdalet, 18 chapters later, he says, oh, now let me tell you the whole story. You want to know what happens when a person lives such a life? I went and I looked at this person's field and I saw that slowly but surely there were weeds which grew in this field. 
Slowly but surely I understood that by this person's virtue or negative attribute, moreover, of laziness, he lost all. He became impoverished and poor, even though he had the capability. He had the field. Says Mesilat Yesharim, in addition to the simple interpretation, financial loss, um, inability to grow in the physical world when you're lazy. That's certainly true. Which, of course, is what takes place with a person who owns a field, who owns a business and has that laziness. A person who engages in the world with a, uh, uh, an attribute of laziness. the Hachamim went beyond it. Why, uh, why the necessity? Uh, maybe a bit of a dirasha over here. But why the necessity? of paying attention to the Pishuto Mamash. I mean, it's Sefer Mishle, after all. Of course it's a Mashal. Uh, so says, uh, says uh, Ramchal, this is in addition to its uh, simple nature. Let me tell you the further depth from the Midrash he's about to cite. I, I wonder if he's implying, I saw this come, I saw this in the book of uh, Rabbi Amar on Misilat Yesharim, whether he's implying over here, the, the greater depth goes as follows. A person who lives in this world in a state of laziness. A person who is, uh, the famous example is visiting the boy in the yeshiva, visiting the boy in his dorm, and going to check his room to determine how his learning is going. And why are you checking his room? Just check him in the study hall, check how he's doing in the midrash, check his notes, uh, see the questions he's asking in the classes. Oh, I need to check his dorm room because the, the neat uh, nature or the sloppiness of the dorm room will describe the type of child this, young, this man or, or, or woman is. In other words, I'll be able to perceive from their way to life outside of the Kodesh how their Kodesh is as well. If they're a person who is driven by Zirizut, through a certain uh, meticulous uh, cleanliness and neat uh, uh, engagement in the world around them, realizing that I need to have things together in the appropriate way. Instead of just pushing it off, I'll make the bed later. I'll deal with my laundry on another occasion. That will show you directly how they're doing oftentimes in the context of their uh, of their ruhaniyut as well. So maybe that's what he means with these words. He says, in addition to the physical reality, which again has implications beyond that into the spiritual world and involvement with Ruhaniyut, with Torah Mitzvot. He says in the Torah Mitzvot, involvement and engagement in and of itself, there's a lesson to be had. How so? He quotes from the Midrash. Uh, the Pasuk described, the Shalom described, how it uh, had this, uh, the, these weeds and growth in the field. That's uh, referring to a person who's looking for a proper interpretation. He read a Pasuk, he understood a, a Mishnah, he's in the middle of a Gemara. He can't find the proper interpretation. Person, uh, because they haven't really looked into it, they're just hoping to get, they open the book and they assume they're going to understand it. They want to know if this is mutara asur, tahoro tameh, but they're not really looking into it. They have this covered over existence wherein they don't want to uncover, they don't want to delve into it, they don't have the necessary zirizut. That person brings themselves to ruling wrongly 
and in turn being poret gederan shel hachamim, which means to say they pull down the walls of the rabbis, which means to say they misinterpret the halachot, which means to say they act wrongly. It's the statement of Kohelet, uforetz gader yeshechenu nahash, a person who pulls down or breaks a hole through a wall, the wall of hachamim, the wall of chokmah, yeshechenu nahash, will be bitten by nahash. V'hainu ki ra'at he'asel that's the statement of Shilomo when he describes this field. The weeds are slowly growing. Uh, the field is slowly but surely falling into disrepair. Without realizing, uh, the room started with a pile of clothing in one corner and then to another. The life was one in which I couldn't wake up today, but maybe tomorrow I'll wake up early on. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe that. It's a uh, it's it's a reality we're all familiar with. Each one kolehad lefima alato kolehad lefima tzavo b'chayim. But every person appreciates and understands this. The more we become conditioned, even though we assume it's just slow, it's just gradual, it's just a little bit slow and gradual as a way of building up. It changes you as a person. You become a person who's no longer driven to doing right just because one day I didn't and I assumed it was just, what, maybe two days, maybe a little bit more and it's just a minute or two or an hour or two. Initially, you're just uh, pushing off. You're just uh, doing away with the annoying hard work you had to do. And that, this Midrash describes, so you started off, I'd rather just understand the base level. But from understanding at base level, you then applied it wrongfully. Because you didn't have the proper foundational tools because you didn't actually delve into it because instead of uh, sweating it out and trying to understand it properly you then applied that wrongful understanding to other realities you're acting wrongly you're living a life which is filled with falsities if you're evil if the wrongfulness ended there that already is a lot but a person continues no but I really want to understand this I still want to apply it so I miss the foundational formative understanding of this sugya of this halacha but I still want to understand it but but you lost out. No, but I'm really still going to pull this off, so you'll overcome it by applying wrong understandings. Again, it's, it's applicable in anything and everything when we have that quick switch, when we try to patch something up quickly because we realize that we weren't doing it in the appropriate timing because we didn't jump to the occasion and do it properly, you end up hurting yourself and those around you much more. The statement of Shilomo, the interpretation, the clarity which is given to us through and from Mesilat Yesharim is that it begins slow. It oftentimes is for us just a drop of poison, but that in turn uh, multiplies and spreads and becomes part and parcel in who we are. Uh, that's, that's the danger of living a life of atzlut, 
That's the danger that's inherent in a person who can't overcome with this midav zirizut. As we see, this is empirical, this is something we live with. We know people who are aware of their obligation. They've learned the beginning of Mesilat Yisharim, They've even sat and thought about it and understand what it is. But nonetheless, they leave it. Why would that be? Oftentimes people say it's a lack of education. I have a lack of education. This person's fully educated. We're well aware of people who are educated, who are studying, who are listening, who are reading, who are uh, aware of themselves and their obligation and their function and their mission in life. So then why aren't they doing it? It's not, we always say it's the education. It wasn't the education. It's just this, this heaviness of laziness, of inability to have that uh, steadfast commitment. After all, that's the statement. Ochal kim'a, I'll eat a little. O ishan kim'a, or I'll sleep a little. O kashe alai set mi bet. That's a reference to the Gemara in Berachot, which talks about saying kiriyat shema shel arbit early, because a person otherwise will say, I'll eat a little, I'll sleep a little, and then ultimately speaking, they're sleeping for the night. That's what he's referring to. O kashe alai seti mi beti. I don't want to leave my house, someone will say. I'll eat a little, I'll sleep a little, I can't leave the house. Pashatati et kutonti. That's a reference to Pesukim and, and Shir Hashirim. I already took off my clothing. I'm wearing my house clothing, my pajamas. I'm going to get dressed again. It's too hot outside. It's raining or it's cold. I mean, uh, this is a reality. What's that? Every excuse in the book. And we've literally had these forever. I mean, these are hundreds of years ago. He's talking about all the same things that each and every one of us uh, describe to ourselves and others on a daily basis. And any of the other excuses or ways of getting out. This is the mouths of those who are lazy are filled with these. And as a result, the Torah is left aside. It's unattended to. And our worship appropriately of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is annulled. We're not doing it. And ultimately speaking, we're turning away. We're abandoning God. Wait a minute, I'm abandoning God. I'm not abandoning God. I know where I want to go, but you're not looking at it. You're looking elsewhere. Not you're retreating. You're not acting on it. That's azivat abore. What do you mean? I am allegiant to you. I'm here every day. You're here every day, but doing nothing. It's the statement of Shalomo in Kohel at this time. Uh, the ceiling, the, the, the top of the home will fall, will become uh, weak and fall down when there's aslut, when there's um, laziness. And when hands are weak, meaning they're not producing, they're not doing, so too the, the house will ultimately fall down entirely. It says, however, if you'll ask the lazy person, Isn't 
אל ממקור הצעתו הם נובעים. אשר בהיותה היא גוברת בו מטה דעתו ושכלו אל הטענות האלה, אשר לא ישמע לכל החכמים ואנשי הדעה הנכונה. If you turn to the lazy person, they'll have פסוקים, they'll have מאמרים, they'll tell you it's inappropriate, I'm פטור מן המצווה now, I'm not able to, I'm not supposed to, and they'll have every interpretation based on knowledge, based on education. without realizing this is skewed understanding of it, without realizing that they've been drawn down, they've been stuck in Nobody reality of like life, which is wrong for them. Nobody wants to admit that they're wrong, and nobody can listen to others in those circumstances. A wise, lazy person in his, in his, his eyes is, is worse to a certain extent than seven, or can overcome seven who are going to be missed. seven people telling him the right the person will say about all others they're silly they're wrong I'm the one who understands it after all I know the sources after all I can point to the texts I can explain the Torah the mitzvot I can understand why what I'm doing is the proper way without being able to take heed and give credence to those who are speaking differently around him and The Atzel, the person that we oftentimes become in different realms, in different contexts of our life, has that danger because it's a danger which speaks to who we are. We are by nature Atzelim. We are by nature lazy. We are stuck to the audit. Instead of transcending it with Risa, we become embedded within it. It's the challenge of Zirizut then, the difficult challenge of Zirizut to overcome it and to channel it positively. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.